Mitzvah Lamites, Mitzvah Sasei, Lekayim Motza Svasav, Mashakibel Allah Beneder O Bishwa. The positive commandment to fulfill the words that comes from one's mouth or one's lips regarding taking upon oneself a vow or an oath. Anytime one takes a vow or takes a vow of oath, there is a positive commandment to make sure to fulfill and to keep that vow or that oath which one took upon oneself. The Chavetz Chaim quotes two psukim, two distinct psukim, one in Dvarim and one in Bamidbar, each of which speak to this positive commandment. The first, a pasuk in Dvarim, Parak Chav Gimel, pasuk Chav Dalid, Motza Sfasecha Tishmor, Ve'asisa Ka'asher Nadarta. Whatever has passed your lips, you shall keep and do as you have vowed. Furthermore, in Bamidbar, Parak Lamid, pasuk Gimel, Kichol Hayotze Mipiv Ya'aseh. Whatever leaves your mouth, you shall absolutely keep and proceed to do. Thus, there are two distinct psukim, teaching us the very same mitzvah say to fulfill the words that comes from one's lips when it comes to an oath, when it comes to a vow, when it comes to a neder, or when it comes to a shvua. The basis of this mitzvah, according to the Chavetz Chaim, is the opinion of the Rambam. The Rambam codifies this as one mitzvah saseh and understands that these two psukim are encompassing the very same mitzvah. mitzvah Both the commandment to fulfill the words which one has committed to, whether it's a vow or whether it's an oath, both emerge from these two psukim. The Ramban and Nachmanides argues on the Rambam and understands that there are two distinct and separate mitzvos, each of which are gleaned and learned from these two psukim. From the pasuk, whatever has passed your lips you shall keep, that, says the Ramban, Nachmanides is a reference to Nadure Gavoa and Nidre Tzaka, to oaths, that one has made to Tztaka or to Hektesh, to the base of Mikdash. Those two specific vows, Tztaka and to Gavawa, are from the Pasuk of Motzei Sfasecha Tishmor. But from the Pasuk of Decholayotzei Mipiv that everything that emerges from my mouth shall be kept, that's a reference to Nedarim and to Shvuos, to vows and to oaths. So therefore the Chavetz Chaim follows the pattern and the position and the codification of the Rambam that both of these psukim are teaching me the same mitzvah say to keep my word when it comes to Nadarim and Shuas to oaths and vows as opposed to the Ramban who separates this into two distinct mitzvahs one for vows and oaths and one for tzedakah and hektish. Now, although this mitzvah say is limited to Nidarim and Shvuz, to vows and oaths, overall, however, we must recognize and know the power of words and the importance of words, so much so that we go back to the sixth day of creation when God creates man. Vayipach of nishmas chayim, that a Baruch Hu breathed into man, ruach of nishmas chayim, a breath of life. And the Targum translates Ruach Chaim as Ruach Memalava, the ability to speak. What man has over animal and what man has over every living organism is the ability to speak, to communicate through words. Thus, words are so powerful and have such an ability to build or to destroy. And what one says can be kept or can be abused. And thus, the Torah is teaching us philosophically and halachically, recognize the power of the mouth, of the lips, of the tongue, that when I say something, I mean it, that I'm going to keep it. From a halachic context, that refers to 
come into Shavuos, the first of vows and to oaths, in this mitzvah say. But we must recognize that there's an overarching and overwhelming reality that exists when we come to use our mouth properly. It's also true when it comes to financial dealings with others. Certainly a verbal agreement doesn't carry halachic weight and doesn't have teeth. And you can't be held accountable for saying something in a court of law when it comes to an agreement that's financially based. However, the Gemara tells us in multiple places that somebody who doesn't keep his word when it comes to financial agreement is referred to as a mechusser emana. You're somebody who's lacking trust. You're not a trustworthy person. It's true you can't be taken to court and you can't be motzei mamon and you can't divest somebody financially as a result of him not keeping his absolute word. But at the end of the day, Bezdin can call you a mechoser mana, somebody who's not trustworthy, and you're called out for that. You get a mishapara, that Bezdin can say, this person doesn't keep his word. Therefore, the importance of keeping our word is true when it comes to Nedarim and Shavuz, in the realm of Yoredeah. It's true in the realm of Orachayim, the way we speak and deal with different people. It's true in the realm of Chosh and Mishpah when it comes to financial matters, that I could be called a mechoser mana. Therefore, across the board, the value, the importance, and the integrity of an individual is based upon the words one uses. When I guarantee something, whether it's to another human being, when I guarantee something to HaKadosh Baruch I'm giving tzedakah, or if I'm giving money to the base of Mikdash, both of those are critical. The Gemara does tell us that when it comes to Nadarim, at the end of the day, the best thing is not to ever take a vow altogether. The Gemara says in the Nadarim, based upon the Pasuk in Koheles, Perek hey, Tov asher lo tidor, mishetidor velo tishale. Better not to take a vow than to take a vow and not pay. That's what Shlomo Melch, the wisest of all men, teaches. Don't take vows. It's not worthwhile. Don't take an oath because who knows if you're going to be able to keep it. Maybe you're taking a vow and oath to make sure that you're going to keep your word. Better not to do so at all than to take a vow and not to, to pay. However, the Gemara Nedarim quotes Rabbi Meir. Rabbi Meir says, Tov mizeh mizeh. You know what's best of both worlds? She'eno no der kol ikar. That you never take a vow. You never take an oath at all. That's not something that you should do. Thus Chazal advises very sharply and very carefully. Tov mizeh mizeh. The best thing? not to take any vows whatsoever. And therefore, the Gemara, the Gemara says in the Shulchan Aruch Paskins, in Hilchos Nedarim, that any time ever that a person wants to be Mizares himself or herself and wants to take a nether, you should always catch yourself and say, Beli nether, without an oath, I'm not committing myself because there's a very heightened level of responsibility when one takes a nether. As we'll see in tomorrow's podcast, if one does take a nether, is unable to fulfill it and doesn't think he or she can keep his words, you're going to have to do hataras nadarm or hafaras nadarm. Therefore, the Shulchan Aruch posits that the best thing to do is always to say, I commit to do something, but without an adder, without an oath, because who knows if I can keep it. However, the halacha does tell us there are multiple circumstances where there is a possibility to take an adder, where it's advisable to take an adder. There are four such examples. Number one, Nidarim Be'es Tzara, under difficult circumstances, under very trying circumstances, one is permitted to take a Nidar in order to guarantee and to ask a Kaddosh Baruch Hu 
that everything should be well. And that we learn out from none other than Yaakov Avinu at the beginning of Parshas Vayetze, when he tells a Kaddish Baruch when he offers a vow, Thus Yaakov Avinu himself offers a neder, Vayidor, Yaakov, neder lemor. And from there we learn that under a circumstance that is difficult, that's trying, says the halacha, that one is permitted to make a neder be'es tzara. A second situation where one can make a neder is l'tzorech zirus kiyum ha-mitzvos. I want to be mezariz mouth. I want to inspire myself to do a mitzvah, to do it properly. I could take a neder, I could take an oath that I'm going to keep this mitzvah. I'm going to do this properly. I'm going to do this better. I'm going to keep hilchah shabbos, hilchah kashros. I'm going to be mekayim this particular mitzvah better and better. I'm going to take a neder. One is permitted to do such a thing as well. Then there's something called midre tainis, the mincha prior to a fast. When I accept a personal fast, you take a neder. You could look in your siddur, you could see that you make a neder, you make a vow that you're saying that I'm going to be omed betainis lamacher, I'm going to make a fast tomorrow. And finally, Nidre Tzedakah, one is permitted to take a nether that he or she is going to give Tzedakah. Interestingly enough, as I was preparing this podcast, I got a phone call. And I picked up the call, and interestingly enough, shockingly enough, it was from somebody, an individual, very kindly reminded me that I guaranteed him, I don't know if I used the word guarantee, but I made a commitment to give tzedakah to that particular institution, and lo and behold, I wasn't able to fulfill it. For whatever reason, I didn't send the check, and I was very happy that the individual returned and called me to tell me, to remind me, because it was a neder. I told the person that I would give tzedakah. Nidre tzedakah have a very, very serious teeth to them, and therefore it was critical that I would be able to do that. So therefore, these four examples, nedarm based tzara, nedarm l'tzorach zirus kiyom hamitzvos, under different Difficult, trying circumstances to be mekayim a mitzvah, nidre tainis when one accepts a fast, nidre tzedakah when you make a vow to give tzedakah are all examples where nidarm are permitted. But again, the rule of Shlomo Melech as paskind in the Gemara and Mesachas Nidarm and as the Shulchanarach paskins as well, better never to make nidarm altogether because you don't want to get yourself into trouble. May we all be zochah to be mekayim our word, to understand the value, the importance of the ability to keep what we say and to always do so. Have a wonderful day.